Welcome to the Soul Ability Superhuman Laboratory, where we uncover the secrets to upgrading your mind, body, soul, and business. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the My Soul Ability Podcast. Today we have a really great episode with online super coach AJ Mirzad. On today's episode, we talk about how AJ has found his superpower to be able to transform other people's lives, putting yourself first, your body first, so that you can better serve other people. Because if you don't take care of your body, you're not going to be able to help anybody else. We talk about getting massages, to microdosing psychedelics, to AJ's most recent ayahuasca experience. Before we begin, I want to share something really special with you guys. If you are looking for a truly transformational experience, Sema, my wife, and myself would love for you to join us in beautiful Costa Rica, August 20th to 27th at Rhythmia Life Enhancement Center. We went last year as guests and it truly was a turning point in both of our lives. Now at Rhythmia, you'll have the opportunity to transform and go deep through breath work, yoga, shamanic ceremonies involving plant medicine, and much, much more. If you're interested in learning more about this incredible experience, please visit www.rhythmia.com and be sure to ask when you call, be sure to ask for a soul ability or with Dr. Mike and Sema. You're really going to love this episode. You're really going to love AJ. So please enjoy and I will see you guys on the other side. AJ, thank you so much for being on the show today. First, I just want you to give pe- the listeners a little background on you and how you got to here at this point right now. Like, what? how did you get here? What's your journey yeah, like? Absolutely, Mike. First of all, thanks for having me on your show. Honored to be here. I started off in the fitness industry. Actually, I was an overweight kid. Most of my life, I was 60 pounds overweight. I'm a heaviest, had it all, chipmunk cheeks, man boobs. And I was just very insecure with my body. So naturally, that led me to want to get in shape. And after losing the 60 pounds, I was so fascinated with how I was able to change myself and the confidence I got and the happiness I got was just improving my health that I decided to become a personal trainer. And in personal training, it was awesome at first. You know, I was working with a lot of clients and really getting up at 5 a.m., working 9 p.m., seven days a week constantly for many, many years. And then about eight years into personal training, I started to get really burnt out, you know. I wasn't really uh, taking any vacations. I wasn't taking time for myself. I was just trading time for money from morning to night. And I decided that I really wanted to grow and and, and also help more people. So then I got into online personal training around 2010. And that started to really pick up speed. I was starting to understand the power of using the internet, marketing, um, how to become a better communicator, start doing videos. And that started to really grow into what I have today which is a business where I actually help personal trainers and coaches grow their online business. It's called Online Super Coach. So right now, majority of my time is spent with my online fitness business and my online super coach business, where I'm basically helping personal trainers and coaches all around the world to grow their business and also do a lot of live events. I'm here in my house. I do retreats a few times a year. I have about 10 people stay over. We have a really cool two two days transformative event. And in New York City, uh, I do a seminar twice a year, and it's more of like a, a bigger seminar, about 100, 200 people at a time, and it's more along the lines of a two-day process of building your online business. So I'm just super grateful to be where I am today. You know, the fitness industry opened up the world for me, and now I'm just in a world where I'm helping people you know, improve their lives and grow their coaching businesses. 
Yeah. And yeah. actually I went to your event, I think it was like a year and a half ago. And that's where I met Jesse Elder. And that kind of like put me on my path of in actually investing money into personal development. Like I, I read books and, you know, listen to audio tapes and always was interested in it and always, it was always a part of my life, but I never actually paid somebody to like sit down with me and say like, Hey, uh, this is what you need to do and help me figure out myself, you know? So thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. My pleasure. Yeah. Jesse's a good friend. Uh, he gave a really powerful uh, presentation at my seminar and you were there too. And uh, it was just a lot of magic in that room. So I'm so glad that we got to connect and you, you, you got a huge benefit from it as well, because I know that work with him, you were able to create some big breakthroughs in your life. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it definitely was like a, a turnaround point for me. So we know, we know a little bit about you, like where you got, how you got here, but we always have those like moments in our life that are our lowest moments. And a lot of people can't get through that. They have, they think like everything sucks or uh, why me, or they think everything's happening to them and they just can't break through that. So what was your lowest moment? And what was like the turning point for you where you shifted from like working like nine to like nine hour days, busting your ass, uh, running yourself, like physically running yourself into the ground. I know it's mentally draining to like work with people all day long, especially when they're trying to change something as uh, they think as difficult as their body, right? They think it's an impossible thing. Like society tells us it's impossible to change your body and it's so difficult, but you know, like if you just like do the simple thing, like it's pretty easy. Um, so what was your lowest moment and what was the turning point for you? My lowest moment was just working my ass off as a personal trainer, you know, basically getting up every morning, working late into the night, just training clients back to back. And at the time, um, I was getting a lot of referrals. I was, I was taking on just about every single client. And, you know, in the business model, you're, you're pretty much limited by the hours of the day. So I was pretty much working seven days a week, training clients from morning to night. And I was really just starting to, I guess, deteriorate a lot of things in my life, uh, my health, I wasn't sleeping a lot, you know, staying up late, getting up early, training the clients. I wasn't hearing myself. I wasn't really going to the gym because I became a workaholic, you know. I was so driven to help my clients and be there and, and, and to make the money with the personal training that I kind of neglected a lot of areas of my life. And at the time, I was in a relationship and that just really crumbled because I really didn't go out and go on dates. You know, I just worked all the time. I was tired from training my clients all day long that I didn't have the energy or the willpower to want to go out and have fun. So I became a very boring, burnt out workaholic. And that's when I realized like, wow, if I, if I continue on this path, I'm going to get a terminal disease, you know, I'm going to, cause I was getting sick and I was having a lot of like aching pains in my body. Mm -hmm. I was neglecting my health. And of course it's my relationships. You know, I was, I, was going, I was going down a very wrong path of, of, of becoming a workaholic. Yeah. And a lot of people do that. They, they want to help and serve others, but they totally forget about themselves. Right. Instead of like helping themselves where they can become their best version of themselves and like help everybody else there. They think they're doing something so good that because they're helping those other people, they don't realize that they're if they keep on that path, they're not going to be help, be able to help anybody. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're, you know, a lot of uh, coaches and service providers, you know, they can get trapped in just wanting to be a savior and help everyone and then neglect themselves. And I was in that position too, you know, because at the end of the day, like you're, you're, you're the most important asset, you know, if you're not taking care of yourself, I mean, you're not going to have much longevity, you know, there's only so much you could do. Um, 
I was in a mastermind uh, with, with a gentleman named Joe Polish, his 25K group. And he had a really good analogy because he was telling us, you know, as being an entrepreneur, you're like this million dollar racehorse. And if you're forcing yourself to do every single race and you're working yourself to the ground, you're not taking care of yourself, you're not eating the right foods, getting the right exercise, getting the right rest, how could you perform as a million dollar racehorse? And that analogy, it was, it was like, wow, you know, I was really burning myself to the ground and not really taking care of myself. Like, like I was this really valuable asset. Yeah. And we all are. And I think it's not yeah. just business people and coaches or service. It's like people in their lives, right? Like parents do it. Even children do it for their parents or their siblings. Like everybody does it, but they don't even realize they're doing it. Cause we're like so trained to kind of forget about ourselves and put everybody else first. Yes. When, yeah. And when it's the most successful people that I know, they put themselves first. They'll say no to, just like you said with the resource, they'll say no to things that they know are going to just take their energy and focus on the things that are going to make the biggest impact for them and everybody else. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it is interesting because from that extreme of like workaholism, now my life is very different, you know, it is very relaxing and calm. You know, I take two naps a day. <laughs> I get massages every week. Uh, you know, I meditate. Uh, I'm, I'm just like, I'm focused more on just well-being and, and just really taking care of myself. You know, um, I really don't have an alarm clock and you know, I wake up and I want to wake up. But I understand that like my decision making ability and my inspiration, my creativity, these are such powerful tools. And if I'm putting those first and I'm not beating on my body and forcing myself to, to work and hustle until, until the break of dawn, you know, I'm sleeping adequately. Um, I perform so much better, you know, and plus this is like allowing me to work much longer you know it's a marathon i don't see myself retiring anytime soon i want to be doing this till i'm hopefully 80 90 100 years old you know still helping people creating content giving back and the only way i could create that level of longevity is if i start right now by, by doing these simple uh, disciplines yeah i totally agree like and i see it in my my practice right like people will think that or in general like people want to just like focus on the now um get it done now and they forget about the future of their body, right? They, they don't even look at themselves like, for instance, a car. If your car had all these like things on it, like you didn't never change the oil, you never change the brakes, you had your alignment was off and they wanna drive on the Autobahn every single day, they don't realize they're gonna break down, right? They're, but you can't get, yes. you can just get a new car, you can't get a new body. And once you break your yes. body and your body is like literally the only thing that you have, like you could lose all of your money. And with all the knowledge that you have and have gained in your life, like you can make it back. You can lose all these things like your house, your car, your all these material things that people think that are so important. But if you lose your body, none of that means anything. So like putting yourself first, putting your body first, doing meditating and, you know, do like getting massages every week like you're doing. That's exactly what everybody should be doing, but they don't think that it's that important because right now they need that money for like something else. I don't know what it is, like a, a new bag or a phone, or <laughs> something stupid, but they don't realize like that, that phone or that bag is not going to matter if you're not there. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, it doesn't cost any money to take a nap. You know? Right. Like, naps are free. Naps little are things free. like that. <laughs> right. So when you think of a person being successful, like who's the first person that comes to your mind? Tony Robbins. Yeah, I love Tony. I, yeah, I feel like Tony Robbins has accomplished a very rare thing, you know, in the world of personal development to create this 
powerful, legendary type of business. And I think he's got like 30 years in the game. He's getting better each year. And um, I was at one of his last events and, and on stage, he said that his net worth is like $4 billion, you know? And that's how much market shares, all these different companies. And I'm like, wow, you know, this guy's like a self-help guru, but he's also a billionaire. And he's making a massive impact on this world, you know, just with all these things he's doing with the financial literacy and giving back with all of his food drives. So he's the person I truly admire. And I, I feel like one day when he passes away, he's going to just leave a very big mark that will, will, will never be filled. Yeah, and he absolutely invests in his body, too. Like, oh, he's yeah. the reason why I bought a whole body crowd every machine for my office. Wow. Like, I heard an interview with him and. Someone asked him, like, what's the one thing you can't live without? And he's like, oh, my whole body cryotherapy machine. I go in it every morning uh, for three minutes and it just like wakes me up and totally, it's like part of his morning routine. I'm like, I have to have that. So I got one because I wanted to, like, I saw that if Tony Robbins saw this thing as um, something that was valuable to him and helped him jumpstart his day, like I wanted it to. Um, just because of like all the people that he's helped and uh, where he's gotten in his life. Uh, and I'm curious. Um, as like the cryotherapy, what's the main difference between doing cryotherapy and let's say taking an ice bath or a cold shower? Well, an ice bath is like, you need to sit in an ice bath for like 20 minutes to get the same effect as a cry whole body cryotherapy. Um, and it's a little bit more tolerable for people. Like you get the same effects on your nervous system and your body, but without the wet, like the wet cold, I think for a lot of people, even myself is just like, that's a whole nother level mentally to get uh, into something cool. cold wet. Yeah, and it's it's not as cold. Um, so, uh, you actually inspired me because um, I have a swimming pool, and um, you know, I, I, a lot of times I keep it cold, and I'll just like jump in to like shock my body. But I think I might invest in a cryotherapy machine just because, like, you know, if you have it, Tony recommends it. I've heard many other people talk about the benefits of it. I mean, that's a yeah. great investment for if your long term health. Yeah, it's. I mean, the only thing with it is that. You have to keep replacing the gas. So uh, that's what happened in my office that, you know, people use it because you have to have like shipments of like nitrogen gas and all this stuff to your house. Like if you had in your house, that would be the only thing I think that would prevent me from ever having it in my home. But oh. dude, like cold showers and I still do that stuff too in my house. And I think challenging your body and putting yourself through that stress is super beneficial. Like you need to have that stress mentally, physically, um, just to get through like the tough times, you know, I think that's, yeah. that's very important. A lot of people aren't willing to go through that discomfort. Yes. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm like fascinated with this guy named uh, David Goggins. Have you ever heard of him? No, actually, I think it sounds familiar, but I just, for the, for the listeners too. Yeah. So, so David Goggins came on the map recently as one of the world's toughest humans. He's the only person to do special forces training. Oh, is it? It's, Seal. it's Seal. It's uh, from Jesse Itzler's book, right? Yes. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah dude, he's exactly. like insane. Yeah. So um, the first time I heard about Dave Goggins, he was on this uh, his podcast. And he was kind of sharing his whole like life story about he just suffering and pain is what he looks forward to because the discomfort allows him to create this amazing resilience in the other aspects of his life. And, uh, you know, this uh, billionaire, the owner of the Atlanta Hawks, Jesse Itzler, hired David Goggins to live with him for 30 days to toughen up his old family. And uh, the most powerful thing that, that, that David talks about is called the 40% rule. And he says that whenever you're doing something and you stop, let's say 
I say, do as many push-ups as you can, Mike. And you stop after like 40 push-ups. You know, once you, once you stop, you're only at 40% of your capacity. You could just have so much more. Like your mind is stopping, but your body can keep on going. And that's like one thing I've kind of learned in myself as well. You know, just having this higher level of endurance, resilience, but also um, welcoming the suffering because the suffering is like, you know, making me stronger, making me more wiser, more resilient. Yeah, I agree. That's why I did, uh, like, I do fasting sometimes. That's why I did a five-day fast. And it wasn't, like, the physical, like, feeling that I had. Like, I didn't feel weak. I felt fine after, like, two days. It was, mm. the, it was the mental toughness. I didn't, and I wasn't doing it for, like, health reasons, even though there are benefit, benefits to it. It was really just so I could experience what it's like to, or just try to train my brain to get over that. Like, I think I should just, like, do this just because... It's like a habit to get over certain habits of like sitting down at lunch and stuff like that. And I still saw patients. I still I still did my daily routine. I was still functioning. And wow. every time I tell people, and it was funny because people would say, oh, I'm so, I'm so hungry right now. And I'm like, I haven't eaten for three days. Like, wait, what do you mean you haven't eaten for three days? Yeah, I'm fasting. I just drink, I'm just drinking water. Like, well, I did a fast before I had, I did a juice fast. Like you had calories in your body. I, this is like a whole other Hardcore. level, you know? And yeah, maybe it's comforting to like make you make yourself think that you've done something really difficult, but it's not like actually doing it. Mm. You're not getting the same benefit of just thinking you're doing it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's like going to the gym and doing those 40 pushups and thinking like, man, that was really tough. Like just because you think it was tough doesn't mean your body actually thought it was tough or when you go to the gym and people lift heavier weights than they possibly can and they use bad form and they're like curling 100 pounds when you know mr olympia is only going to use like 30s yeah you're not actually being effective like you think like man i'm so much stronger than him like i should be just like him so i'm bigger than i should be bigger than him why i'm, I'm stronger. Yes. um so like they thought they were actually doing something difficult but they actually weren't because the yeah the whole entire mechanism was like different. So, you know, that's, some, <laughs> that's one thing that people, I think that really, they don't realize that mm -hmm. they do. So anyway, so with that said, what's one thing that you do that people would think is crazy and why do you do it? Like some of the stuff that we're talking about is pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I've studied psychology for many years, actually. I went back to school on my master's in psychology. So I'm so fascinated by the human mind and how certain people become very successful and other people become failures, right? It's this uh, ability to change our belief systems and to really understand different ways of studying human behavior. And the one thing that keeps coming up in all the years of studying psychology and also you know, coaching my students, even looking at my own personal success, is the power of identity. You know, identity is such an important part of a person's behavior, their instincts, their ideas, so on and so forth. So I've been on this big mission to really understand how to change my own identity, but also to teach my students how to change their identity. Because as you know, Mike, who you become is far more important than what you do, right? It's like, if I become a millionaire, you know, you can take all that money away from me, but in that journey of becoming a self-made millionaire, I've learned a skill set to acquire this level of wealth. If you can take my money away, I can rebuild it right back, right? Who you become in getting under 10% body fat, 
is the most important part. It's not the six pack, but it's the actual journey of learning your body through the nutrition, cardio, exercise. So I started to really play with my identity based on what I wanted to do in my life, okay? So let's say for example, um, I'm creating a lot of content now and I wanna be more entertaining. So I wanna put more infotainment content out. So one thing that I wanna start doing is to be more entertaining, be more humorous, be more engaging. So on a daily basis, I have what is called a to-be list. <laughs> it's a different characteristics that I want to have as an identity, whether it's being funny, entertaining, high energy, passionate, uh, you know, just in the gym, being a hard worker, suffering, pushing myself beyond my limits. So I had this whole to-be list of different characteristics and every single morning I am saying out loud in the present tense that I am that identity. I actually have a recording of myself. So let's say um, I'm working on my, my, my entertainment and, char and charisma. So I am extremely entertaining, I'm charismatic, when I show up in a room, people just look at me. When I show up on video, I capture attention. I keep people's focus on me because when I speak, my voice is hypnotic, okay? Now, that sounds cheesy and weird for a lot of people, but wow, it has had such a tremendous benefit on me just because I understand psychology and I'm going into the recess of my subconscious mind and I'm changing my beliefs so that the next time I do a video or when I have my seminar, I show up very differently because I've conditioned myself to, to have this new characteristic. Yeah, I think that's fucking awesome. Because a lot of people, when you talk to them, you ask them to do something or you talk about someone's success, they, they always say, I am not, or I can't, or <clears throat> they give themselves the same label, but in a different way. So like, I am not AJ, I am not smart enough, I am not this, and then they become that. They become what they say they are not. Yes. So... So just like using those words and like the, the power of language and the power of what you're stating that you are is so important. And I, I but it, it's the, um, the secret, right? The power of the law of attraction, what you uh, put out in the universe, you become, but it's also affects your actions. So you say those things and then you start to act in that way too. So then yes. you have that, you gain that belief system. Yeah. I am, I am not a good reader. So then you're never going to become a good reader. You're never going to learn yeah. how to read a book. You're, or I'm not a great baseball player. You're never going to get even like good at it. You know, you're never going to get to that level because you keep telling yourself you're not. So you're never exactly. going to try. Exactly. And, and I'm sure you know this. A lot of people that study psychology, we really understand that. We're, we're in a sense like neutral, you know. Uh, we have neutral beliefs. It's really our parents, yeah. society, the books we read, the friends we hang out with that starts to inhabit our subconscious mind and say that, oh, it's not, I'm not that smart or, you know, it, the economy sucks. It's, it's hard to really make it out there or, you know, all women in New Jersey are bitches. <laughs> you know, it's like, there's, there's not a damn good woman in New York or New Jersey. You know, these are beliefs, but this is what society, this is what the news, the books you read, the conversations you have, who you hang around with, the podcast you listen to, it goes into your mind and then you start to believe that crap. But the reality of it is, it's like we're this blank canvas and in the present moment, we create what we want. You know, we create our own states, we create our own beliefs, our own identity. Yeah. And I think understanding where those beliefs come from is so important, right? You have to go back. That's when you understand where they come from, then you can start peeling them back and say like, I only think that because my third grade teacher told me that, like told me that I couldn't be an astronaut. That 
or they told me I couldn't be an actor. They told me I couldn't make money without having a nine to five job or going to college or any of those things. And then once you realize that you believe the, the opposite before that point, then you could believe it again. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, you know, I'll tell a personal story of myself for many years when I was growing my, my personal training business, it was like, I was stuck at $10,000 a month and I couldn't break that, you know? And I remember like, I would, I would go up for a month and go back down, you know, $8,000, $6,000. And it was like really bothering me. And I was really understanding like, what is my belief around money or just, let's say this whole six figure income that I was, I was creating. And I, I was just going back into my past and I was looking at my actions, you know, and I realized that like, I had this like scarcity connection with money. I was very, very frugal at the time. I was not spending a lot of money. I was saving money. I was like hoarding it, you know? Mm -hmm. And at the time I wanted to join this mastermind and it was a $25,000 investment. So it was like scary as hell because, you know, my money wasn't really going up, but I knew that if I invested this 25K, it was allowing me to now open up this new door, this new possibility that, wow, I'm not frugal, I'm not cheap. I spend money. Money comes to me easily and effortlessly. So just from that single powerful action, spending 25K, like that was th the one action that kind of broke through my limiting belief, you know? And then from there, it just went to 15,000 a month, 20,000 a month, then it just comes to going up. But it was like seeing that, that the root core um, belief and kind of shattering it with a very powerful, aggressive action. And from there, like, I don't have that belief anymore, you know? Right. It's like using that hedonic adaptation in a positive way. Like we get so used to having like a lot of like a lot of food, a lot of comfort. And so we get that we become adapted to it when maybe in the past we didn't have that and we were fine with it. And now we try to go back to where we were in the past. Then we are like so uncomfortable. We can it, we think it's like the end of the world. Right. But when we have that with our belief systems, we can raise our belief systems to become, um, you know, adapted to like a bigger mindset of like money where people are always talking about these, they're like big money or big this or big that when to maybe that's to you, but to somebody else, so a billionaire, like 25 K is nothing. Like they, nothing. Just, they just spend it. And yeah. why, why is that? They don't know what's that mindset, <laughs> right? That's dinner. That's dinner going to, 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 to Paris to have dinner. Right. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't always have that mindset. Most of the billionaires that we see, they're self-made. They started the same point as everybody else. And they had to shift. It was it's more likely a mindset shift than a groundbreaking idea that changed everything for them. You know? Yeah, exactly. And, and a lot That's of them you have used a lot of the tools that we're talking about to to make those mindset shifts, right? Like Steve Jobs used LSD to come up or he attributes some of the success of Apple, like the creation of Apple to LSD use. Oh, right? yeah. Um, a lot of the great discoveries in science like the dna double helix was from lsd use or some form of psychedelic or a tool to get to shift their mindset right absolutely but a lot of people are afraid to be able to use those tools they think like though they're bad they're drugs so they're bad you can't do those things and they think that if you use them you're a loser and you're never going to get anywhere but in my experience and i'm learning more and more that that's the opposite that those are tool, those are tools that a lot of people have been using and are using in Silicon Valley, and you know people are microdosing with uh, psychedelics and they're using psychedelics to treat PTSD and cure people from you know 
becoming drug addicts, like off of like serious, like, like heroin and stuff like that to becoming like actual prosper, actually prosperous and adding to society and adding and fulfilling to their own lives. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, so have you had any experience with psychedelics? We've talked about this a little bit, but, uh, I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I'm an experimenter. I like to test out different things for short periods of time and see the results, see the negative effects. And I've experimented with a lot of different plant-based medicines. And, um, you know, the one thing about me is I don't have an addictive personality, you know, like I, yeah, I can sometimes go very extreme and do a lot of stuff, but then I'm not doing it 24 seven, you know? So I could take something, experiment with it and then just stop. So one month I microdosed uh, this synthetic LSD. It's called 1P LSD. You actually buy it on the internet. It's, it's a legal supplement, but it has a lot of the same effects of it. And people that, that, that understand what microdosing is, essentially a full-blown LSD trip is like 250 to 500 micrograms. You know, a microdose is like 10 micrograms. It's like taking a tablespoon of alcohol, you know? Right. Like you take a tablespoon of alcohol, you're not going to have all those negative effects on your liver, on your body, so on and so forth. It's a very, very baby dose. It's going to loosen you up a little bit. Yeah, it's very, it's very subtle, you know? And I would say that in the month of doing it, I definitely saw a lot of changes in my productivity, my creativity, my just speed of thought, cognitive function. And also like, I realized that like, I kind of felt like, like, like a lot of old emotions, you know, I feel like for many years I became this workaholic and I shut down a lot of emotions. It actually opened up a lot of relationships and old friendships in my life. I was calling up old people that I haven't spoken to in years and kind of rebuilding that. And it was very, very beneficial. And like we're saying, like we use this as a tool, you know, it really doesn't have like a euphoric or recreational effect, you know, for that month, it was like, now it created a new standard. You know, we're talking about like changing your identity and and your beliefs. So I was microdosing like, uh, like twice a week, you know, eight times for the entire month. And on those microdosing days, I was like measuring my output. I was realizing how much faster I work. I was, you know, creating a lot faster, doing more videos, uh, putting out a, a lot more stuff. And I realized like that became my new standard. So on the days that I wasn't doing it, I conditioned myself to be at that level. You know, it's kind of like you take this substance to create a new standard for yourself. And now that new upper limit is your normal. So I got what I wanted out of the experience. And now in my everyday life, I kind of now create that state naturally, basically. It unblocked you. Like it, it just unstuck you. Like I've used those certain tools too, to unblock me, to cut, to get more creativity in my life, to open some things up a little bit. Um, like last year, me and my wife went on a ayahuasca retreat and we're actually hosting one again in uh, August in Costa Rica. For oh. Week. And that was like, like, I thought it was like pretty open before that. And that just like totally just like cracked the door wide open for me and her too. Like she had an insane experience. And I think if a lot of people were just more open to something like that, where maybe they get to the same point, like doing a lot of work, like spiritually and, you know, med- with meditation, but it, or float tanks and those kind of things, but it may take a lot longer. Like this is just like putting fuel on the fire. Yeah. And a lot of people aren't ready for it. So you have to kind of have like some aftercare, I think someone to help guide you, but it's like, it would just change everything for a lot of people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. Uh, you know, I, I did a ayahuasca experience about a week ago <laughs> and it was powerful, but 
you know, years and years of meditating, doing a lot of inner work and also understanding, you know, let's say if I were in, in a very negative mental state or being anxious, how to like calm myself down, you know, I was kind of equipped and ready for it. In the past, I was actually invited to different ceremonies, but I said, no, in my heart, I just wasn't ready for it. But this time I was ready for it. And literally it was, it was one day of an experience, maybe like five hours, but it was like in those five hours, it was literally like 10 years of personal development combined. Holy cow. It was so, so intense. And even until this day, like a week ago, I'm processing all the benefits from it. You know, like I got what I wanted out of the experience. And I, right now, like I don't have any desire to do it anytime soon. But from that one experience, my life has changed dramatically in the past seven days. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, I can tell you from experience, you're going to still keep processing things from that experience, like months down the road. Like you're going to realize things that you saw or you experienced that just will like totally shift you. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I guess like, why, why do you think that's the case? Why do you think that it shifts continue? You know? Well, with some of the psychedelics with ayahuasca and like Ibogaine and those kind of like Ibogaine and ayahuasca, especially, um, they actually have like a chemical reset effect on your brain. Ayahuasca is not as dramatic as like Ibogaine. Ibogaine lasts like months and ayahuasca, yeah. I think is like, like a month or so. So it's, it's literally unblocking like a physical portion of your brain too. Like it's clearing off receptors um, from what I understand. And I think it's just like the whole processing aspect of it. It's because it's such a profound experience. Like you see things like you don't even know if it was, did, was that real? Like, did I just enter like another dimension? Uh, did I just go back in time and like relive that just like it was yesterday? Um, or did I just see my future? Or did I just travel to space? Did I just travel to another planet? And I just, is that what it actually looks like? You know, so I guess processing those super profound experiences is also maybe why it takes a little while to process. And uh, I don't know. So like for you, like what, what was like the most profound thing maybe that you experienced if you want to share? I know some people don't want to share like things that- Yeah. Essentially for me, it was like um, kind of speaking to me, like giving me lessons based on what I need to do in my life, you know? And for me, it was more along the lines of having more flexibility into my life, uh, adding more feminine energy into my life. You know, that's was the shaman was kind of like helping me process. And for me personally, you know, I have an online business. I work from home. A lot of what I do is just based on the computer. I'll go to the gym, you know, three times a week, but it was not giving myself that full level of movement. So it was a very like primal experience to add more dance into my life, add more type of like Tai Chi movement, being able to just tap into this like inner core energy, you know? And, and the biggest thing that I've noticed was like, I've had this like amazing peace of mind towards like anything is possible. This amazing, like, just like, like you said, it, it, it like resets you in a sense, you know? And um, obviously, I'm an entrepreneur. I want to grow my business. I want to help more people. And in that experience, I got all the answers that I needed in terms of doubling my income, growing my brand, helping more people, transforming more lives, being the higher version of myself. So in my journal, I was just writing down like a game plan for my business, for my personal life, for my relationships, for my health, for my happiness in full explicit detail. And I'm just carrying out everything that I wrote down in my journal. I think that's... Amazing. I like, so for me, just like you said, the one thing that it made me realize, which I 
realized before, but like realizing it and experiencing like you're actually experiencing it. Like you know it, you can read about it, but once you experience it, it's like whole it's a whole nother level. Like you're actually getting that wisdom of like this is like the thing that's possible. And that's that we all have that power inside ourselves to to change our lives, to to be who we want to be, what we want to be, to make to to love more, to realize that we're all connected like we're all physically can we're all physically connected we're all actually connected to each other um, yeah and, and one more thing too because like um right before i did my ceremony i had my friend regan on my podcast i actually put her on my facebook page we did an interview more for me i wanted to know what i was getting myself into but also she had this really powerful experience that from her ayahuasca journey she acquired this knowledge to really grow her business in a really powerful way in 30 days she's she's able to make a million dollars in income <laughs> directly directly correlated to the ayahuasca experience so she kind of shared how like she got this whole new like higher self view of her life of her business and then all of a sudden weeks after that experience things started falling into place to make a million dollars in 30 days that's so crazy that's insane i didn't yeah. have that experience but i feel like mine's like more of a longer term um, she also did multiple experiences yeah. to kind of like you know yeah, it was uh it wasn't just one time. It was a few times, like, I think I did it five, four times over that week. Um, so it's like kind of like everyone's gonna have a totally different experience too. That's yes. what well, this huge disclaimer that a lot of people, you know, maybe listening or have read about, they're like, man, like AJ said this, or Mike said this, or Rita yeah. said this. Like, I didn't experience that, but you're gonna Everyone's experience different. Yeah, and you're gonna experience what you need to experience, right? Like, so whatever the universe is presenting you at that time, like that's the what what you need. Um, maybe you're not ready for that next step yet or for what someone else experienced. Like my wife's experience was totally different than mine. And hers was like insane. Like she went through past lives wow. and she saw like, it was a total shift for her. Like she almost, before we did it, like she didn't even kind of believe in it. Like she thought it was like kind of BS, you know, like we were going to go on uh, like some crazy Dr. Strange journey. You know, and she was just going to see crazy colors and stuff, but it was, it was a profound experience, but yeah, that's, that's so true. I'm absolutely glad you shared that the, the disclaimer, because yeah, even at my uh, ceremony, certain people were healing traumas in their childhood. Mm -hmm. There's a woman whose mother passed away and for like six hours, she's speaking to her dead mother, you know, and that whole experience. And it was like, whatever the person needed, that's what they got. Exactly. Exactly. So through that experience and maybe before this, and I think you, you kind of know it. What's what, so what's your superpower that is able enabled to achieve your success to this date? And also like going forward, like what's your superpower? What's going to get you, uh, you know, to where you want to be. My superpower is inspiring into action. So over the years I've been able to inspire myself into action understanding how to emotionally manipulate myself to do certain things right whether it's to grow my business or to get into shape or to help people or to do the really boring things it takes to grow a business and also in the years of coaching speaking just creating content i've learned how to inspire people into action as well so living by example and giving people a very simple way to really tap into their strengths and their own superpowers to really create massive things in their life so i know you we're running a little bit short on time. So I want two more questions I want to ask you. Sure, sure. If you had a hundred million dollars, what would you do be by like what fuels your soul? What would you do with it? <laughs> well, you know, it's like 
the politically correct answers. I, I want to feed all the homeless and hungry people yeah, in the world. Well, no. the first, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a car guy, you know, so I love supercars. And what I would do, there's this uh, special uh, edition Lamborghini. It's like a million dollar Lamborghini. It's like the fastest Lamborghini in production. I love Lamborghinis. So that's the first thing I would buy, you know? To me, that's like an emotional investment that would just like change my state, you know? Yeah. It's also like the feeling you get when you're driving a car like that. It's not just about the car showing off. It's like, I have this thing that's a piece of art, literally, that I'm driving around in that I dreamed about since I was like a kid. You know? Yeah, exactly. Who you are when you're driving that car. Yeah, exactly. It changes. It's like you talked about before, like changing your identity. It's like putting yourself more into that identity of who you want to be. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and not everyone that drives a Lamborghini is an asshole. So True. Like some people think that like they have that belief too. like everyone that drives a Lamborghini or everything that has a Porsche is an asshole. And you don't have to be that person. You can change that belief, too. By yeah, oh, bullshit label. Exactly. Yeah, it's total bullshit. Um, so final question, what's one lesson that your body's taught you about life? And you're a personal trainer, you've helped people change their bodies and you've gone through things with your own body. And I believe, totally believe that your, your body is like a, a metaphor for life. So what's absolutely that? great question. I truly feel it's the power of your inner wisdom. I feel like our intuition is so powerful that if we really tap into it, it'll always lead us in the right direction. And many times we've done a lot of things that went against our intuition and we failed miserably. I forgot who said the quote, I think it was Ram Das, but he said, the quieter you become, the more you can hear. And that's why we go on these psychedelic journeys. That's why we meditate. That's why we go into these really powerful conversations where in the present moment, because in these moments, our intuition is screaming at us and all the answers are already within us. All you need is within you now. Once you're able to listen, you'll be always on the right path. Yeah. I 1000% agree. That is what this podcast is about. That's what this this project that I'm working on is about, what Solability is about. So you just like, you nailed it for me pretty much. <laughs> so Wait, on the same wavelength. <laughs> yeah, man. So I think that's, uh, I know you have to go. So I think that's a good place to leave it at. And I just want to thank you for being on the show and just let the listeners know like where they can reach you, um, what you're working on next, where can they find you? Yeah, absolutely. So thank you for having me on the show. This was a, a phenomenal experience. I, I just wanted to go for another hour. You know, I just want to keep on going. So it was awesome. We could do another uh, one. We can do another yeah, one. Yeah, I would love to. Yeah, well, let's go deeper into this. My website is my main hub. It's onlinesupercoach.com. On there, you'll get my books, my seminars, my retreats. Everything is on there. And if you ever want to get in touch with me and learning just really anything about how, grow your, how, how to grow your online business, tapping your superpowers, or really get deeper into your intuition, hit me up on there. All my contact information on there. I'd be loving, I, I would love to help you. Yeah. And I just have to say that all like the, the stuff you've been putting out recently is like, I'm fire, man. Like it's so good. So everyone needs to check it out. Just that, that inner wisdom, man, you know, just letting that intuition talk. Yeah, brother. All right. <laughs> well, I'll let you go and thank you for being on the show today. And I hope to do this again soon. Yeah. This is a lot of fun, Mike. Let's do it again, brother. All right, brother. Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you guys for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. Please head to iTunes, leave me a review, share this out, get the word out so everybody else can enjoy this information as much as you did and see you guys in the next episode.